Welcome to Vino Week, episode 74. Welcome to Vino 101. I'm Bill. Hey, everybody. It's Al. It's, uh, hey, Bill. It's Super Bowl Sunday, buddy. It is Super Bowl Sunday. And I, I, I bet you there's, there's a lot of activity. I could say right now at the grocery store, there's a large percentage of going to be a little bit, um, let's see, there's probably a large percentage of everybody running around and trying to get all their stuff. I think the game kickoff time is like 3.30. That's right. So uh, now's the time to get out there, right? Get out there this morning, get everything done, because uh, the roads are going to be pretty... Not, Not much, much going, going on after three thirty. I imagine this, this is a, this, this is going to be a good game. game I think it. Should, I read a thing yesterday. I don't remember what. Um, probably in the Press Democrat, and it was a probably an AP article. But I think the the uh, the quants, so the you know the all the numbers people say that this statistically, like this is the closest game in Super Bowl history, like the matchup. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think, I think uh, it, you know, I'm, I'm not, not a gambling guy, guy but I, I saw that the line, I think the line was two, one and a half or two, which basically, I mean, in gambling parlance, it's a pick. Yeah, either way. you can flip a coin. <laughs> I'm ready to I'm ready to go to Vegas, man. Yeah, all right? Ready to go? Well, we could just go over to the Great and Casino. Does they have a sports sports book now? Do they have a sports book? I don't know. I thought there was a law about that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I... I have not, I have some ideas, but have done no preparation. I do have some pork chops brining, so I got that that sort of main protein covered for dinner. But I was thinking about getting some chicken wings, and I'm like, ah, maybe I'll just make chicken wings. And then I'm like, there's a chicken wings shortage, isn't there? There was at one time. I'm like, I probably can't even get them. I don't, I don't know, know if, if it, there, there was, was at one time. There was a shortage at one time, time but I think that's over. Um, they, they were they were disposing of a lot of chickens um, just recently because yeah. of the bird flu. Yep. Or, or, or they, got, they got some. You know, one chicken gets a disease. You have to, you have to, you have to blow everybody away. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so <laughs> how about uh, you? The Super Bowl thing. I don't know. I sent you an article by Esther Mobley. About product placement. Yeah, that's right. You did. And uh, it, it just, just kind of dovetails with uh, <laughs> what's going on right now. Because we're going to see a lot of product placement today. Yeah, and that, in that article, one of the... I was I, I, Before I started to read, I'm like, well, that's a good question. How do things get product placed? Sure, there's an agency. But in the case of wine, like how how is it that a certain bottle of wine gets in there and it does have to do with the prop people a little bit yes you know the prop people are like i will put this you know this bottle in and i'm sure they're doing it from a design standpoint too um and i think it was uh um they talked about a few brands in here where um you know i i think i talked about louis jadeau and it's like, well, you know, if you've seen their bottles, I could see where, you know, they're kind of iconic in some ways, their label. And you would want them in a in a certain type of set. Like, I get that. Um, yeah, the other thing I... My eye was, was the Klein bicycle. bicycle and yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, for sure. <laughs> and, and, the, and the boat from Charlie's Angels. But one of the other things I thought was interesting, too, I didn't initially think about is... 
having an agency go to a particular brand and say, hey, basically get permission. You don't have any legal issues um, where, you know, somebody sees their product in your movie. They're like, take that thing out, you know, yeah. and that could be a big mess. Um, also, uh, I, um, <clears throat> I thought their cost for placement wasn't that expensive. We're talking about yeah, this the legacy. Yeah, seem like, like that much, but, you know, know I'm, I'm always wondering, you know, where do you, how do you, it would be very difficult, I think, to quantify the value that you're getting out of that, just with all of these things that are, you know, I mean, how do you, how do you know what type of value? I mean, there's certain places, certain people can, like, um, I think, didn't it say something in there? I'm having trouble with my, uh, my, my PC, PC for whatever, whatever reason will yeah. not allow me to, to look, look at this article for more than like five seconds. But, but um, uh, Evan, Evan, um, Evan, 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 is it Goldstein, I believe? Yep. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's a master psalmist that uh, works out of San Francisco. He worked for Seagram's. And he talks about uh, all of the product placements and the things that he did when he was working with it. And I didn't realize this. Until, Until later on, on but he talked about, about uh, <coughs> Anthony Hopkins um, in um, in uh, Hannibal, yeah. uh, how Seagram's got, got that bottle of 1996 uh, Feeling in. That, that was a big deal. deal. Uh, he talked about uh, uh, Elizabeth Hurley uh, with the uh, Perry uh, in, in um, Austin Powers. Powers. <laughs> you know, all, all of these things, things you, you, these, these are, are like iconic, iconic movies, movies, right? Yeah. And you, you don't, don't really think about it, but those bottles are just, they're, they're on display. And uh, you, you can't, can't that's, that's the type of advertising that, I mean, if you have a brand, talk about brand advertising, if you could just get that stuck in a popular movie and somebody's holding it, it's on the dinner table or drinking, what lots of eyeballs are going to see that over and over and over and over again. Yeah, and then there's just the whole you know, suspension of belief and reality that, you know, well, I want to, I like this character and whatever production it is, and they're using this product. I want to be like this character. So I'm going to use this product. Yeah. Um, and, you know, ultimately in that kind of context, that's all influencer advertising, which is huge with social media today. You know, there are people who are, you know, advertise products in their social media feed and even allow sales to happen from their social media feed. And they make a fair amount and they make good money from that. Sure. sure they do. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, you see that every, you know, see that every day. I, you know, look, I, I know people who buy and sell plants, plants. It, it, it like through Instagram auctions. It's crazy. What? Yes. It's crazy. They, they, they have like an auction every week. And it's like a, it's like a QVC, but on Instagram, they're like, here's this, you know, I can't, you know, I can't even think of a plant to talk about right now. So I'm kind of, you know, they all know all the, um, proper, proper names for the plants, all the species names. And they're like auctioning them off. And it's just, it's whack. It's just, well, I mean, it's not whack for a whole set of people. I mean, these people are making good money yeah. selling plants, but. Um, I, you know, I'm surrounded by plants out here. Yes, if you I need, are. I was just if I, if I need some, I just go, you know, go get a cutting.
which is probably not legal. <laughs> and I'm not talking about anybody's wine vines. Don't 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 get upset, anybody. Um, you uh, yeah, yeah, there's no uh, there's no uh, shortage of uh, plant material around your compound. Well, no, and then you know Luther Burbank had his experimental farm here in Sebastopol, so that's there. And then if you're uh, at St. Stephen's Church, and they have a whole program around heirloom heirloom seeds. They have like an heirloom seed bank. Mm-hmm. So like you can go over there. If you, you can go over onto their property, um, which is not far from our, our old house, and their garden's insane. Their garden's it's it it's it's crazy. I mean, the stuff they Everything looks beautiful, super healthy. They're just using a lot of, um, I'll say, old world farming techniques. Um, a lot of compost, crop rotation, um, different kinds of organic fertilizer that they make, um, which you can all, which we can all make. It's just a lot of that skill's been lost. But their garden, their garden is. I look at my. I used to walk over there and look at their, you know, raised beds, and I go home and look at mine, and I'm like, okay, I'm clearly don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, if they do, anyone, anyone that's done, done any gardening, gardening at some time, they've, they've all, all said, said that to themselves, themselves trying, trying to grow something, whatever it is. They're like, I'm out of my league with this one. Yeah, well, yeah, and you just gotta, you know, I'm not trying to make a living off it. So, and where I live now, you have to armor. You're, you have to armor the garden, so you have to put. You definitely yeah, yeah, have to yeah, put a, or everyone gets uh, chewed up. up. Yep, yeah. you got to put a fence around it. We've been looking at getting chickens. And I'm talking to my neighbors. They're like, "Oh, well, you better pour concrete or put some kind of pad down because <laughs> so they don't dig under." Yeah, yeah my yeah. next door neighbor lost like three chickens to a weasel that got in the yeah. in the. Yeah. And he's like, they came up from underground. I'm like, well, you're 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 putting putting a food garden out in their environment. environment. Yeah, it's true, it's true. But I'm just like, what a what a weasel! What? Come on, yeah. All the life. Well, hey, let me. uh, I wanted to just. We're getting a little bit far away from wine. That's for sure. Made a quick (laughs) about uh, Evan Goldstein, but uh, in this article. it, it says, says uh, consider the scene of Hannibal, which Anthony Hopkins, Hannibal Lecter, Campbell with refined taste, enjoys a bottle of 1996 Phelan Segura on a plane. The border widened his dead and Porter Seagram decided that was great publicity and gave the green lights at Evan Goldstein, uh, who, who works at Seagram's. And uh, at the time, he negotiated many product placement deals for the company's wine brand. Sure. The, the wine, wine was being consumed by a deviant cannibal, but it was Anthony Hopkins, said Goldstein, who added that the goal of any appearance in a film is to make a wine look associative and aspirational. <laughs> that pretty much, that just, that's it right there. Oh, that's funny. It's like, yeah, this wine, I'm going to be drinking this wine because Anthony Hopkins drinks Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did such a good job with the character Hannibal that... You know, people, people still drink the wine. Yeah, yeah it's, it's incredible. incredible. So, so uh, 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 something, something that dovetails this with the Super Bowl, and we'll get to the Super Bowl uh, selections because I, you know, I gotta ask you which team you're gonna be picking. Um, uh, is uh, did, you, did you see that the world's uh, largest company 
is going, going to be providing the wine for yeah. uh, the wine endorsement for the Super Bowl. Uh, is that Gallo? Yeah, Gallo is uh, the, the wine provider for uh, the Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm not surprised. I'm I mean, not, I've, I've never, never had, had that wine. I've, I've never, never had. had I, well, I, I haven't, haven't had. I have not had a barefoot Cabernet Sauvignon ever. ever. I've, I've never, never had it. it. So, so I don't know if that's good or bad or what, what that, that means, means, but. That's, That's the, the one we're going to be. I'm looking, looking forward to checking out the commercials. Um, when of you course. Come see what's going on. Yeah. The, yeah. I have for sure <clears throat> had Barefoot Cab at some at some function I've been at some yeah. point in my life. And I just can't remember. You know, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I, you know what? I'm sure it was probably, probably, it's probably fine. Like for most people. Yeah, I think, I think that, that they, they can, can, they can, they can, can afford to uh, uh, pay for the ads, that's not going to be a problem. Did you see that Gallo uh, just laid off a huge amount of their marketing department? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they switched distributors, right? They um, they uh, they closed their in-house distribution and are now using a company out of Texas called what? Republic? Republic, uh, Republic National Distributing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so this is... is uh, this, this is just, just one of those things, things where, where, you know, I, I think there's probably a little duplication going on. Yeah. I, uh, one thing I did, I did think was interesting that they, that they were talking about in that article was they have what a 68,000 square foot warehouse in, uh, in the East Bay, I think in Hayward. Right. And, you know, unclear on what they're going to do with that. I mean, that's pretty prime real estate over there. To have that kind of space. <clears throat> I agree. It's, it's kind, kind of, of uh, yeah, yeah, it's over it off uh, uh, Wigman Road. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a big, it's a big facility. Um, but this, this is the thing that happens. What's, What's happening, happening in the wine world, world is that 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 price went from ten to like twenty dollars. It's so saturated. And the, the consumption, consumption in that zone, it's slowing down. down. And, and in general, people are drinking less wine. I mean, that's yeah. basically what's going on worldwide. Less wine is being consumed, but the same same amount of wine is being made. So that's why we're starting to see all these different types of products that use wine, but, you know, got bubbles in them or low calorie or anything. That's part of it is to offset because it's just basic wine. It's harder to sell because there's less people drinking it. But the, the other day, day I drove up to Healdsburg, and, and I went to the facility that Gallo used to own, um, Clos de Bois. I don't know if you've ever been to Clos de Bois. I have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that whole facility, if you've been there, you know it's massive. Huge. That entire facility has been mothballed. There's just like three cars there. That's crazy. I think, I think it's, it's just, just the guys, guys maybe, maybe like, like a gardener or you know, yeah, somebody, somebody to, to make, turn, turn the water on every once in a while, but there's no production going on at all. And it's, it's a huge property. property. I mean, they probably could make millions of cases of wine there. But it's, it's, it's done. done. They're not even using, using it. <clears throat> just crazy. Yeah. yeah and, and, um, so, so that's, that's, uh, that's kind of a little bit of... Uh, 
of what's, what's going, going on. If they're, they're not, not using, using it, that means, means there's, there's no, no demand. demand. Uh, you know, the produ- they, don't, they don't need that production facility. But, uh, and, and there's, there's no one that they, they can sell it to or rent it to, or nobody else needs it either. It either. So, so it's just, just not, not being used. Crazy. <laughs> so, um, crazy. back <laughs> to the Super Bowl, Bill. Uh, Go ahead and give me your thoughts on, I mean, that last, uh, I don't know if you're really a big football fan. I'm not super big football fan, but when the playoffs come around, I start paying attention. Yeah. It's kind of like, Basketball is kind, kind of the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. But, but there were some pretty good games uh, a couple weeks ago. There were. There were there were some good games. There were also some abysmal games. Well, well you know, I mean, locally, locally here, for, you know, we like to see the local team do well. And, you know, I'm not saying that I got a 49ers flag, you know, on my car and, you know, draped, draped over the you know, front of my house. But I'll tell you this. I do like to see the local team do well. And that, that was probably one of the worst football games I've ever seen in my life. Once, uh, once Purdy went down, yeah, boy, that was uh, that was all she wrote, man. It was really ugly. And they did a good job hanging in there for a little bit, but after the after the half, it just uh, just really cratered. Um, yeah, I in 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 this Super Bowl, I mean, there've been some good games uh, across the board. Um, I'm a, I'm, I have been a long time Chiefs fan. So it was a football team that I, like, I used to have a, and this is really dating myself, but I used to have like a Len Dawson Chiefs uniform when wow, I was, when I was, crazy. when I was a kid, like really young, like really young. That's so cool. My dad was stationed in near KC in the service. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and so. He was, I, I, you know, and I don't remember, I was still pretty young, but you have pictures of me and, you know, the Lynn Dawson jersey, the whole nine yards. So, um, and I am, uh, you know, I'm a Mahomes fan. I think he's great. <laughs> I think Mahomes is great. I just like his uh, persona that they, you know, that they show us, and I hope they do well today. And it should be a great game. Same time, Philadelphia. Always good to see Philadelphia teams win. It's a gritty city. They're tough people out there in Philly. So, you know, they deserve a win, too. So, you know, if I had to pick, I'd pick the Chiefs. But, boy, if the Eagles win, yeah, it won't be such a bad thing either. I love love watching watching those videos of uh, Philly Philly fan uh, welcoming welcoming 49er 49er fan into the stadium when they showed up. (laughs) It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's tough out there. Tough crowd. Yeah, Philly's, Philly's, Philly's tough. It's raw. It's tough. I worked for a company that was started in Philly. And so I remember going there and, you know, towards the, you know, in, in uh, that's probably 2016, uh, 17, somewhere in there. And I just remember driving around Philly. I'm like, wow, it's, it's this gritty city. It's just tough, tough people, real people. They were yeah, real. Yeah. So, and I, you know, I thought for a while watching the NFL this year, <clears throat> that the Eagles are going to go all the way, you know, all the way undefeated. Um, but that didn't happen. Because, you know, in the in the run-up before their defeat, everybody was like, oh, it's the 72 Dolphins. You yes. know, this is going to be like the Dolphins. But um, And hopefully the game will be good today. 
Because sometimes yeah, you get yeah, these. Yeah, well, it, it should be. I mean, yeah, I you get these. I think both teams are. I think they're fairly evenly matched. You know, and it depends like how healthy is Mahomes. Yeah, you know the thing about modern science. Well, my take is I'm kind of I'm kind of in the Mahomes camp. Also, but the most of the reason that I'm in the Mahomes camp is is you know obviously he's just like this ridiculous talent. As far as an athlete, I mean, the guy is, it's a, I mean, he was basically running around on one leg, and he he won that game on one leg. Yeah. Plus, he's just got that he's got that attitude that you want, which is like we're winning at all costs. Yeah, yeah. You know? He reminds me a little bit of uh, he he reminds me a little bit of uh, uh, Peyton Manning in yeah. that regard. You know, we're gonna do this, and then. It, what he does is he's whenever, whenever you see him interview, he, he always deflects and he never talks about I, he talks about we. And that says a lot about a man when he says, you know, we work hard, all our guys, you know, I mean, it's he never talks about himself. But the one thing that I really like about him, he doesn't talk about himself because he doesn't need to. Have you seen his dad? No. Oh my God. No. Proud senior. Proud pop. Look, look him up. I will. He played. Uh, he played. He was a pitcher in the major leagues. Oh. And his son doesn't have to say anything about himself because his dad says it all. <laughs> he, is, he is such a braggart. Oh, that's great. But that's one of the reasons that I like Mahomes a lot. Is that it's not about you know he's got the right attitude in terms of you know it's not just about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, I'm just playing really a role true. on this yeah. team. Like, you know, I you can't know. do this. This is I can't do this by myself. Yeah. There, there is, is no uh, I in team, right? right? I'm pretty dead meat if that line isn't working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> literally. Um, but no, I'll check his dad out. That's pretty funny. I'd be, yeah, you know, if your if your kid was that good, you'd be that big a bragger too. <laughs> I guess. There's this, this one video, video where I saw him and he. And he's, they're interviewing him after the last game when they play Cincinnati. And uh, he's got a cigar in his hand, and the, um, the interviewer says, Hey, you're smoking a cigar? He goes, Oh, yeah. I'm smoking that Burl. Joe Burl has a cigar in the game. And he goes, You smoking Burl? He goes, Yeah, I'm smoking that Burl. That's funny. Really, really That's so good. Yeah, that's so good. All right, so we should probably talk a little bit more about the 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 wine world. Are you uh, are you cooking anything for the Super Bowl? Are you gonna have any any? any well, you know what, what I gotta, gotta tell you, you uh, I, I I got uh, probably hear a little bit of my voice. I I got the grunge yeah uh, about a week ago, creeping crud, and uh, I'm back, but I haven't. Consuming the alcohol for probably like, like a week, week and a half. Well, that's good. So, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, what, you know. uh, and I, I also took, took a break from coffee, so mm. I've been you know, all the ices, right? Yeah. I've been, uh, I haven't really done anything, but I did have this. I remember this from a couple of weeks ago. Can you, can yeah, you see, see that? Poggio Scaletto. <laughs> yeah, it's a Chianti Classico. It's, it's called, called uh, Poggio Scalette. That's S C A L E T T E, and it's a it's County Classico. Um, Poggio is uh, Italian for hills, 
and scalette is um, it's like ladders. That's a wave of ladders. So I guess it's named after the way that the vineyards are set up. I guess they look like they're laddered and they're terraced. So hence the name Poggio Scalette. The reason that I'm showing you this bottle is it kind of brings me back to when I first got into wine. This is a few years ago. But what, what it, it what it does is it gives you you get the satisfaction of the fruit and you know the, the deliciousness of it the, the sour cherry you get all of that stuff but what you don't get that you get these days in wine is you don't get a headache if you drink the whole bottle and that's because it's thirteen percent alcohol which is very unusual so this is a twenty nineteen and it's thirteen percent alcohol. Um, you, know, you know, it's old wine. wine. But, but to, to give you an example, example this, this is a 2018, and this, this is over here, here and it's 14% alcohol. You, you would think, think that'd be that, that big of a difference, difference but, but it really is. Yeah, it is. It is. So, so, so it, it makes the wine, when you're having it with the food, it makes it so much more enjoyable, and they complement each other all the better because, you know, the alcohol's not fighting with the food. Right. And, 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 then, uh, and I also, also say, I mean, it goes, goes down, down so well. It's like, like you get, you know, obviously you can, you, you feel the effects because you are consuming alcohol, but it's much, much more pleasant. And it really struck, struck me. It's like, I would like to drink more wines like this, more wines that have less alcohol, but have all the flavor, but also have, uh, you know, the, the alcohol is, is muted a little bit. Is it so hot? Your thoughts, Bill? Yeah, I'm I'm in the same camp. I, um, you know, whether it's beer or wine, you know, given its scale, not having an alcohol bomb is is uh, where I go to. I like beers that are less hot um, and wine that's less hot, and I do think it's a better experience. Now, obviously, there are just some beer. In the case of beer, there's just some styles that are going to be hot, you know, hotter. If you're looking at a double or triple IPA, for example, <clears throat> and it's about to be Pliny the Younger time here, which is a triple IPA, and I yep, forget, yep. I forget, I think it's like ten two. It might be, I might be off by mm -hmm. that. It might be yeah, a little, yeah, yeah. It's in that ballpark. It's over That's ten. That's why they say you can only have two when you're in there. That's right. You that don't want to carry, carry people out. out. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't. In the case of that beer, it you would not know that it's that hot because of how yeah. it's brewed. It's that it's that um, uh, that clean. But in, how do they get it to where it has that alcohol, but that alcohol is so well hidden, and, and the flavors are so yummy that you don't even recognize it? How do they, what's, what's, what's the process? Do you have any idea how that's done? I don't. I I don't. I think they're following a standard brewing process in terms of the of. Uh, how they make that beer. So the recipe, you know, is going to yield based on, uh, you know, the types of sugars that are in the beer are going to yield that, that high alcohol. And then, you know, they're using a lot of, you know, I don't think they're doing a lot of manipulation around, you know, I'm sure they're doing some yeast, but not a lot of the, a lot of manipulation there. And in fact, I think they do a lot of, um, you know, wild yeast there. Um, I saw a video recently, which I didn't, uh, I didn't um, bookmark, but I should, of uh, Vinny 
who's the wine, uh, the winemaker, the beer maker there, the brewmaster, uh, walking through the process. I think it was on Instagram actually. So, um, okay. but no, I don't really know. I don't know all the intricacies of how they're getting it that hot and that clean. And there's all kinds of lore around that beer, you know, like, oh yeah, they finish it with Everclear. <laughs> You know, oh, <laughs> you know it's, it's, like, it's that kind of crazy stuff. Um, but yeah, they limit were time. At, uh, they limit were time. Were you at in house this week? I didn't go. I was going to go on Friday because there's a um, there's a food truck I like that was going to be there, but I couldn't uh-huh. rally anybody to go. Um, and I'd had a big fat lunch, so. I was like, oh, maybe later. And there, you can probably still find Big Chicken is the beer, um, which is a double IPA um, at Hen House. It's their annual kind of, um, you know, big IPA that they do. <clears throat> I have. Yeah, have I was, you? I drove by there. It was a pretty long line, so. I drove, I drove by, by on the way home. home. I thought I'd pop in real quick, but you know, even before I passed by there, I was like, I'm not popping in there real quick. This is not going to happen. Um, but, but I do have an insider that has uh, secured me some cans. So, oh, there you go. <clears throat> I'm supposed to be getting delivery of those cans today. So. We'll see, see if, if I open up a big chicken for the Super Bowl. Oh, that'd be the right thing to do. Are you going to have? Are you are you cooking anything? Are you planning to cook um, anything? My, my wife's, wife's doing all the cooking. cooking. She, she went, went out and got, got all the stuff, stuff early this morning. So I would, I would imagine there's going to be some. some you know, we're true Californians, as uh, people that don't live or say. Um, you know, there's, there's going to be some, some, you know, some uh, barbecue chicken and nachos. Uh, you know, there'll be lots of avocado and salsa and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if you know this or not, but I have this uh, chicken. Um, I have this uh, uh, chicken wing sauce that I made for years when I had my restaurant. I maintain the recipe. I don't know if you've ever had that sauce before. I haven't. I need some of that sauce. I'll, I'll have, have to make, make anyway, anyway, the guy that's, that's going to be delivering my, uh, my beer, he's had the sauce before and he's been, been trying, trying to get the recipe out of me for like the past 15 years, but, uh, I'm unyielding. I'm good, kidding. good. I'm like, don't, don't, no, no, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I said, I'll just make you a bunch of it and, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. that. Yeah, I'll be good. <laughs> That'd be good. I'd love to sample some sometime. I'd love to make some chicken wings with that sauce. All right, so, so I'm, 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 I'm making, making some, some extra, extra so I'm, I can't believe that I haven't uh, shared that with you. you be in there, but uh, I'll, I'll get I'll, – you're on the list now. That would be great. I'd appreciate that. <laughs> so I'd love to have some of those chicken wings. And is it a, is it a barbecue-based sauce or is it more like a red-hot sauce? Uh, it's, it's a red-hot red hot sauce. sauce. It's, it's, a, it's an original uh, – I will tell you this, that I got the sauce from a guy that grew up in Buffalo. All right, I love it. I need yeah. it now. That's so, good. Yeah, let's so have it's, it. It's legit. Yeah, no, it's got to be good. So, now we've done the we've done the chicken wing tour here in Sonoma County with my boys. Oh yeah. And we have we have decided that the Russian River Pub on the way to Guerneville on River Road has the best wings. Okay. And a in a fine runner up, although they're not fried. Um, but still really good is the Russian River Brewing Company. Gotcha, gotcha. So they're, they do baked wings, but you, they're, they're really solid. 
So that's what we found to be the, now there's also the, you know, the chains, but I don't think there is, yeah. you know, Buffalo Wild Wings and, and, uh, yeah, there, there, those, those don't, don't even count. count. Um, yeah. if you, if, if a, 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 a real uh, person from back east, if they walk into the kitchen and they don't see a defect fryer and the place purports to actually make chicken wings, it's a problem. Yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the Russian River Pub. If you haven't had them, try them. They're they're because I was thinking about chicken wings. Now now I'm like I'm just gonna order them from the pub. We'll drive out there and get them. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah, you know. But yeah, but yeah other, other than that, that uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're not, not doing, doing anything. anything. Uh, there's, there's a there's a, there's a new, new pizza, pizza place in Windsor, Windsor I wanted, I wanted to try out, out, but we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna, gonna, we're not gonna, gonna make it happen. Which one is that? Once once Sunday, it's called Pizza Pizza Leah. Oh yeah. Leia Scalato, Scalato is her name. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You been so there? I haven't, have been there? I haven't been there. I haven't been there, but she's making sourdough. It's a sourdough, right? A sourdough? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's, it's not, not a traditional, but it is more of a traditional with the. I, I don't even know what it is. I haven't had it yet, but I've heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah. Have you had psychic pie here in town? Psychic? That's in. Where's that? Sebastopol? It is in Sebastopol, and you know where Hole in the Wall? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I haven't, haven't been, been there, there yet. yet. They, 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 they do it up in the squares and cut it up, it up that way. way. It's a, it, it's, it's great. I was, I was in Sebastopol yesterday, and uh, I almost gave you a call. I was in Sebastopol yesterday, but I was there. there. Well, I, was I was a man, man on a mission. mission. I was just going to the bakery. Which I had a hankering for really good sourdough bread, and I went to Redbird Bakery. I mean, really, that's the place. It is good. Have you been though to Gouget Bread that's over by Memorial Hospital? Yeah, yeah Gouget's, Gouget's the, the best, best, but I mean, I mean those goofy, goofy hours. <laughs> they, they are definitely, <laughs> but there's lines. I was there on Friday at those, at, at one at one twenty six. They open up, up at like one thirty. Opens at one thirty, so they bake on their time. I know. I, I, lo- I love which I love. I love his business model. Yeah, I, totally I want to be a baker, yeah. but I ain't getting up at two in the morning to bake stuff. Yeah. I'll just get up at you know regular time, eight o'clock or whatever, and roll in at nine. You know, I get it. Yeah, there was a line at one twenty-six from their door all the way to the end of that building, and a little bit around the corner, people yeah, lined great. up. In every the great. Time. The family's great. You know, they got everybody. The whole family's there. But it, his yeah. wife is, you know, speaking, speaking the French, French when you come, come in. Yes. And, I mean, it's it's awesome. Yes, and there are people that order. There are people that are totally in. They order in French. They talk to the owner in in French. It's great. But I do love Redbird. You know what I love, really love about Redbird is they make those sandwiches. They make these these uh, sourdough baguette sandwiches. They call them for for sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And they have yeah. turkey pesto. They've got some chicken thing. They've got ham and brie, and they've got you know all uh, cold cut like a Italian um, all meat sandwich. Boy, those things are delicious. Yeah, yeah we, we don't, don't we, we don't, don't have, have too many, many uh, great uh, bread, bread options uh, for you know. This uh, <laughs> place is just closed. <laughs> Listen to us talking about our first world problems of not being able well, to get high end bread. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I mean, real quick, here's what happened to me. I lost my taste buds. Yeah, sure. For a little bit too. too. Sick. Yeah. I mean, you, you lose yeah. your. You know, I don't know. When, when I get the grunge like that, 
I totally, I totally lose, lose my, my taste for alcohol. alcohol. Yeah, everything's muted. It's just kind yeah. of, it's like that's so, beer. <laughs> yep. But, but when, when your, your taste buds come back, back it's like one, one of the things you want is like you crave things that you haven't had in a while. Oh, I love that some of that sourdough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Because I'm gonna be able to taste it. So it's almost like you you've got a new, fresh, clean palate, and you want to use it. You know, and that's that's what happened. But we do have a place out here. If you're out, if you come wine tasting out in Sonoma Valley on Highway 12. There's, There's a place, place in Glen Ellen called Le Pascal, and that is a great place to get French-style uh, baked goods also. Oh, interesting. And, and that's, that's the closest, closest place to me. Oh, okay. It's just uh, I, I end up going into Santa Rosa, Rosa because I have other things to do, and it kind of works out. <laughs> and, and, and whenever I can get it, you know, talk myself into a chance to go to Sebastopol, because I miss Sebastopol, I'll go in there. It's hard. There's a lot. There's more here all the time, it seems like. And, yeah, it's quite a bit of uh, um, a lot to eat and, and a lot to drink um, for such a small town. Yeah. Um, but Psyche Pie is great because you can go in there and it's all by weight. Yeah. So you can get, you know, you can go in there and try, like, a couple of different of their their pies and um, not have to have, like, massive pieces. So you can get, like, little squares of every like you could buy one one piece of pizza that consists of little squares of all their different varieties they'll sell it to you that way they also make they also make killer cookies really yeah that i have not heard like chocolate chip miso um you know like a chocolate chip miso cookie that's just like okay that doesn't make any sense and it's like wow that's just Super good. Um, yeah. And yeah, all kinds of different, they have make a couple of different varieties of cookies. Um, last thing I'll say about that place, they've been using that place cause they don't, they're only open Thursday, Sunday. So in the earlier in the week, typically on Tuesdays, there's some pop up in there. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, okay. Last couple of times it's been this, uh, this, uh, <clears throat> pop up called second shift which is sort of Korean focused. So they, they, um, um, a little bit of different kinds of sushi, some, uh, typical Korean dishes you might find Korean, Korean fried chicken. And it's always, there's like lines. So I have not eaten it, but I have had a neighbor that has, and they're like, don't miss it. So this is like a, you know, insider, insider Sonoma County. <laughs> Episode, yeah, well, I, I mean, guess. if people are going to come out, of you know, this, these, these are, are some, some pretty good, good tips. tips. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, the the thing on the food is, like, start looking at Instagram because these people are all, it seems to be the focal point of their marketing. Okay. You know, especially for the pop-ups and food trucks. Um, like, we had, uh, have you ever had Camacho's Barbecue? Yes. yes. So, we hit that. I haven't had them for years. Had them yesterday. We were over taking, we, I, I was looking at memory care facilities yesterday. A lot of them are over on that part of town. Mm-hmm. But at Cooperage Brewing had Camachos there. We stopped for lunch, um, which is which was good. It was good. It was really solid. I, I still have a, you know, I'm not from like any kind of barbecue area, but I've eaten a fair amount of barbecue, and I have spent a fair amount of time in the southern United States, and there's just no good barbecue here. That's what I'll say. Yeah, yeah we're, 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 we're in a, a barbecue, barbecue desert. desert. I, I just, like, Sweet Teas is a really respectable place. They have 
solid. They do solid. a really good job to yeah. do stuff there the time that I've been in. And yeah. It's just ridiculously expensive. Yeah. It's, it's super expensive. And they're, yeah. And Larry Vito's was okay. I mean, it was solid. Larry's was solid, but that place is a vegan restaurant now. Okay. Hey, speaking of uh, places to eat, I was in the city not too long ago, a couple weeks ago, and I went to the Henry's on 2nd Street. I think, I think we've, we've been, been there, there together. together. Yeah, I love that place. Guess, Guess what, what I had? had. Well, I have no idea what did you have. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just had, had their, their uh, I had their, uh, their uh, Kung Pao, uh, the Kung Pao chicken. Is it chicken? With, yeah. with all the peppers. And and yeah, it's so woo! good. It's so good. All their stuff is good. And he has... Man. I mean, I, mean, I was, was with the company, company vehicle, vehicle, but boy, if I wasn't, I would have definitely, definitely had a beer with that one. Exactly. Holy yeah, um, they have sausage. They have dishes with sausage in them. And so it's Chinese sausage from northern China, which is the first time that somebody that introduced me to that restaurant is like, you need to have this dish. So I like that place because there's dishes on their menu that you don't often – like it isn't all – uh, what I'll say American Chinese in terms of like what you might get at Panda Express. Sure, you can get Kung Pao chicken, but it's it'll be some of the best Kung Pao chicken you've had. It's delicious. Yeah. yeah. And it'll set your mouth on fire. Um, but you can get like these salami dishes. Just, it's good. I don't know. It's good. Henry's Hunan is the restaurant we're talking about. And there's a couple of them around. There's a couple of them. In, yeah, yeah, there's, there's one, one on Mission, mission too. too. Yep. And I think there's one over by... Um, um, by North, it, it's kind of financial district. It's off of, uh, no, that one closed. You're talking about windows on Sacramento. Oh, it did it? Oh, that's yeah, a Yeah, it closed. It never opened up. It closed because of the pandemic. That's a huge I mean, we talked about this on the show before. There's no people downtown. No. You know, I was, I was in the, I was in our office about three weeks ago or two weeks ago. And, um, it's like, we went, we went out after work, um, you know, for, uh, for some appetizers for happy hour. And, uh, it was, we went to Pabu, which is like right down in the financial district. It's a Izakawa. So Japanese, Japanese bar with appetizers, Mm -hmm. um, and it was at 4.30, quarter to five. We had to wait to get a place to sit, and it was busy. It was busy. And then and the air. an hour later when we were leaving, so it's like closer to 6, 6.30, like people were coming in for dinner, and there were big parties. There was like a 12-top that came in. They have a room for that kind of stuff. And then as I was walking back to get my car, um, Schroeder's, which is a German restaurant, that place was packed. There was a line out the door. There were the whole. There wasn't any place at the bar. And then across the street is the Royal Exchange, which is a British kind of pub pub bar. That place is going off too. So it, I have been going into the city for about consistently, obviously since the you know pandemic ended, quote unquote. And I've noticed each time I've gone in, things seem to be a little bit more vibrant. That's, That's good. good. That's, That's good, good news. news. You, you think, think it's, it's people, people that are there, there like you, you're, you're, you're getting some work done, done and then before you take off and head back to the suburbs, you're going to stop off and have, have a bite yeah. get refreshed. Is that what it is? Yeah. Also, also people, people coming, coming in from, from, from East Bay or wherever. I think it's South real. Bay. 
I think it's, you know, people have to, you know, there are a lot of businesses that are, hey, you have to come back to the office. And I've noticed, so we have a WeWork, well, we have a WeWork office, the company I work in, um, mm-hmm. that's in the Embarcadero. And I've noticed that there were vacant, big offices in the WeWork. So when I'm saying big, like 20 people in a big room right. with desks, they've been vacant for since the pandemic kicked off. This last time I went in, so, um, you know, probably end of January-ish, they were all back in the office. Like, after, it must have been after the first of the year. But it, like, there's 20 people in there. And the WeWork, and the amount of people that are in the WeWork, it used to be a ghost town. Now, not anymore. It's It's busy. So, I just think people are having to come back to the office and if i think if you're in any business you know as a as a business owner or leader you're just really getting to the conclusion that you know the more con you know it's good to have your your teams working together face to face yeah you just can't replace that you can't replace that connective tissue of hey bill and sarah and sophie and Thomas, can you get in this room? We're going to talk about, you got a five minutes. I need to talk to you about this thing and just like work through a problem. Yeah. Like trying to, with, with zooming. Yeah. Well, yeah, with yeah. zooming, it's like efficiency there. Yeah. You got to schedule a meeting and put the agenda together. And it's like, I don't, you know, you don't need an agenda for half this stuff. Yeah. It's just like, we need to make this decision. Anyway, I'm prattling on about work, but um, I, I have noticed in the city for the last six months, an in a definite increase of um you know more and more people like the even the embarcadero shops feel feel more vibrant like just more more traffic more people around um well that's, well, that's good, good news, news for, for the, the mayor, mayor because, because the mayor's, mayor's on the hot seat, seat. well she's i out, you know uh, she's, she's out, out putting uh, putting, uh, putting out, out fires it, it, rightly so i mean if you have i don't know if you've been down to mid market lately like down yeah. it like by civic center it's it, it it's grim. Really? Yeah, it's yeah. grim. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, I mean the people, a lot more homeless people out. Clear clear evidence of you know public drug use, um, sales, all of that stuff going on, and just you know dirty trash blowing around. Um, you know it it's just it's not a it's not a good look and it it you know it doesn't feel it doesn't feel safe like yeah, i definitely I wouldn't a, want to be you rolling. Count yourself as a tourist uh, destination no no <laughs> that's not and, a good look and you know the tenderloin's not that far away from union square and union square so I, just before christmas i was in the city for an overnight for some meetings and um i went to um you know, I went to Union Square. I always like to go, you know, take a look at the Christmas tree and they have the sure. skaters. Businesses are all decorated. I never saw so many San Francisco police in my life. There were two to three on every corner of Union Square. They had a mobile command post set up. They had people rolling around in those little, like, uh, ATVs. I mean, there were a ton of police. Um, and of course the Apple store has been hit where, you know, people rolled in and just scoop stuff up. Yeah. There's videos of this, you know, yeah. people, the store employees are just like backing away. So it, it's a problem. 
there's definitely a massive petty crime problem. And then the drug problem is you get down to mid-market towards the civic center. I Look, I used to live in San Francisco. I used to transit through the Tenderloin at night everywhere and never felt like I was never felt I was going to have a problem. Now I, I, I know a San Francisco police officer. He works in the Tenderloin district and he's like, I would never let my wife walk around even with her girlfriends at night in the city right now, anywhere. Jeez. Yeah. He's like, it's quite an indictment. It is quite an indictment. And he wasn't being hyperbolic. He's just like, it's not, he goes, it's not so much that there are the petty crime stuff. He goes, that's someone you don't have to worry about. He goes, there's just a lot of people with problems who are not, you know, like they don't have full acuity and their full faculties. And yeah. you could just run into a really random problem. It's like, don't put your, he's coming at it from don't put yourself in a bad position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he said the uh, petty crime. Get that all, yeah. I mean, hopefully they get it cleared up. I mean, and I, I hope it's not like, like it is here. here. I, mean, I mean, what we're, what we're doing, doing in our area here in San Rosa, Rosa is, uh, you know, if people don't have a place to live, you have to get a place for them to live. Regardless of their mental faculties, they need to have a place. They need shelter. And that's what our, the people in San Rosa figure out. And, and they, they just, just said, said, okay, we're, we're going to build shelter. So, so and, and what, what they're, they're doing, doing is they're building places, you know, five, six stories high. And they're just starting to stack them sure. Up. Yeah, build an infill. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but the, the thing, thing that worries me is, it's, it's hey, this, this is great. great. You're building, building all this stuff. stuff but, you know, that's, that's going to put an additional load on our already impacted resources. Power. Food, sure. Water, you know. You know is anyone, anyone thinking about, about these things? things? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's also something to be said for not putting everybody that's got a problem in the same place. <clears throat> yes. So, which I thought we learned during the you know the '60s and '70s with these big you know high rises in urban areas where you know we took everybody that you know needed that kind of housing and put them all in the same place. Yeah, we haven't know. learned. No, it's it's just like you know mix it up. Yeah. yeah, you know. Well, well nobody, nobody wants, wants to mix, mix it up. up. You, you see what's, what's happening with uh, down in Atherton. They want to mix it up a little bit down there. there. The people that are living there are like, no, oh no, not in my backyard. Are you kidding me? In Atherton? Come on. <laughs> that's that's yeah, that's too far now. Not here. <laughs> that's right. You got too far. I'm all and you know all the people in Atherton are like, oh yeah, we support all that stuff except in my backyard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And to, and to, to, to not to put too uh, fine a point on it, but okay, what one might consider affordable housing in Atherton is a totally different affordable housing in Santa Rosa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I would get affordable housing in Atherton, and so would you. Yes. <laughs> That's right. I'd be homeless. Even I'd be considered homeless in Atherton. <laughs> it's all relative. Yeah, that's right. I don't have a Bugatti, so you know, I got a problem. You poor soul. Yeah. Well, hey, we, we should, should wrap, wrap it up. up. That's uh, true. It's a it's a it's a short one, and uh, we didn't talk too much about wine. But it's been a while since Bill and I have been able to actually get together and talk. And it's it's um, 
you know, it, we really enjoyed doing the podcast, but I, I mean, the, the friendship that Bill and I have goes beyond the podcast. That's for sure. And we do have, you know, for, for all of this, stay tuned. We are going to some tastings coming up here in uh, in March. So, yeah, we'll have yeah, we've got some good times coming up. So there'll be lots of wine info. And uh, boy, the, the next, what, the next four to six weeks, we're going to be... I don't know about you, Bill. I'm pretty sure you're going to be drinking a lot of wine with me too. That's right. That's right. Um, and I, uh, I just went to Bottle Barn yesterday and got some, uh, got some French, some French wines. What so, did you pick up? Um, I have to. I have. To, let me. I've been. I've actually been buying a lot of wine. I just haven't been drinking any of it. So I mean, I'm not sure what that's about. But so I got. I got a. Uh, Cote de Rhone. Oh, the Kermit Lynch. That's, that's always a good, good bottling. Is that 2020? That is 2020. I'm going to guess you probably paid uh, 11 bucks. Uh, yep. Uh, it's one of the reasons I bought it uh, was the price point. And then I have a June Solera. Little James Basket. Oh, the Little James Basket Press. Oh, that's, that's always a good wine. So um, that's a 21. So <laughs> I was... Uh, um, I was in Bottle Barn and I'm like, you know what? I need to be, I need to be trying some of the French wines. So, cause we had talked about some wines that you had tried recently from, uh, from France. And we talked about on one of our most recent casts. So I'm just like, and I saw, I had no idea what I was buying, but I'm like, mm, Kermit Lynch probably can't go wrong. Yeah. Not, not, you're, you're, you're in good hands there. there. Yeah. Always, which is a tip that we always say, like if you have, a um, a uh, importer um, or negotiant or other packager of wine or um, seller of wine that recommends um, a particular wine or is putting their name on it, probably a safe bet. That's Kermit Lynch. And then I think the Little James Basket, um, I was talking to somebody at the store who, and their write-up for this, the price point was really great. I overheard somebody in the store who was clearly French <laughs> based on their accent and the way they were talking to each other in French was talking about this wine. So I'm like, ah, I'll pick this up and see what this is all about. So, um, they're yeah, a little hot. Uh, that, that bottle is made by, by um, uh, that, that bottling is made by Louis Barul. It's a B A R R. U O L. Yeah. And, and, and Louis, Louis is, uh, uh Louis. Louis. Yes. Louis, if you, uh, if, if you, you say, say it in French, French it's Louis Barul. Yeah. Uh, Louis, Louis is, uh, he's, he's a, a negotiant, negotiant out, uh, out of, uh, Gigandas, which is, uh, in southern, um, uh, southern Rome. And he does a lot of stuff out of Gigandas, out of the Sobre, um, and he, he makes, makes probably like one of my favorite, favorite uh, Cote de Rhone's that I buy year in and year out. Interesting. Cool. But that is a, uh, that's a selection of, I believe that's a multi-vintage bottling. So what he does is he blends barrels from different years to make that wine. And Little James, I think it's named after his son. His son's name is uh, James. But that's a really good bottle. Welcome to my estate. <laughs> that's that size. There's yeah, a, that's a, that, that bottle used to uh, like ten years ago. That was like a six dollar bottle of wine. Yeah, I both of these price points were excellent. 
And so, so uh, yeah. yeah. And it's my... The, 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 the French, French are having some issues, issues over there. Um, their, their government, government is actually, at this point, point I know we're trying to wrap up, up but it is. they have too, too much wine uh, being made, made in France, France and they're actually starting to hand out vouchers to producers to turn over the wine that they have in that and have it distilled. So... That's it's how tough, tough times are. Distillation credit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn. Like, yeah. It's, it's kind of like, like, like what we do with our farmers here. here. We're, We're going to pay you not to plant. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll pay, pay you not, not to bottle this stuff, stuff and, and put, put it on the market. The PIC program was popular when I was in high school. Payment in kind. Yes. Yes. And the uh, farmers around me said all the people who were taking PIC payments did not know what they were doing and had no business being a farmer. Mm. which I thought was really interesting. I was like, huh, that's interesting. I knew nothing about that when I was yeah. you know, I was a high schooler. But yeah, they were, they, what they, they were basically saying is you could not, you were not a good operational business. Because yeah. if you were, you wouldn't be in trouble. Um, that's what they, even, even, of course, these dairy farmers, right? So, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah it, 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 and it, it doesn't, doesn't doesn't give any credence to the, the whole idea of supply and demand at all, does it? Oh no, because I get paid by the government for my milk. <laughs> and, and hey, you, you know, know what? what? There's, There's still probably buildings that are filled with that government, government cheese. Oh yeah, butter. Forty <laughs> percent of the butter we made went to the government. It might have even been sixty percent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could just, just shave, shave off that, that layer, that one-inch one layer of mold, and repackage it. Yeah, right? like what are they doing with that stuff? I am. They no were even paying. They were paying the business not only, um, not only to make it, and but they're also getting payment to store it. Yeah, yeah you had yeah, to, to store it somewhere because we had yeah we had huge cold storage, so it was all just you couldn't make, make so, so much of it, you couldn't, couldn't give it away. They were trying to give it away, but I mean there wasn't enough people to want to take it. It was crazy. It was crazy. That's that's, that's supply, supply and uh, demand uh, in, in a nutshell, nutshell right, right there. there. Indeed, it is. Indeed. All right, right my friend. friend. All right. Uh, are, are you? Uh, what, are you, what, are you what are you? You're doing, doing chicken, chicken wings. wings. We, we know, know that. that. Maybe. Uh, probably nachos. We got okay. we got uh, pork chops. I got pork chops, Brian. I'll cook them on the grill. Nice. Probably some green beans, broccoli or asparagus, and then some kind of potato substance because I got potatoes I need to cook. So, yeah, yeah you good. can always tell when Valentine's Day comes up because asparagus is everywhere for sale. That's right. It is. <laughs> and <laughs> I have my price point, too. Well, I have my price point, too. I'm like, nah, void a week. <laughs> Just keeps going down. Then we eat asparagus till it goes up again, and then we stop. Crazy. <laughs> All right, well, right. tell, uh, tell everyone we said hello. Same, same on your end, and cheers. We'll be in touch. Cheers, everybody. everybody.